Hello guys, welcome back to another episode of Below the Surface. It is me, your host, Kudakwashim Shaike. As always, I'm just always overjoyed um, to come and chat with you on this podcast. Um, it has become something I look forward to every week. Um, although, of course, sometimes I get a little anxious um, because it means so much more to, to get on this podcast and chat with you. Um, it's funny because I use the word anxious, um, cause that's exactly what we're going to talk about today. Uh, but before we get into it, my name is Kudakwashim Shaike. I am your host here below the surface. Below the surface podcast, for those that are listening to us for the first time, is a podcast that is essentially dedicated to Maine. Our mission is to celebrate, um, freedom through vulnerability and create spaces of vulnerability and to celebrate vulnerability. Uh, and we're doing that through this podcast and uh, through our organization, which is Below the Service Organization, uh, which you can support by following this podcast, liking us on YouTube, following us on YouTube, and um, sharing our social media at Below the Service HQ. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Um, today, like I said, we're talking about anxiety. <sighs> anxiety. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Even the word itself makes me anxious. <laughs> Even thinking about anxiety makes me anxious. Even thinking about the moments I've been anxious make me anxious. Um, and I'm sure it does the same to you. Um, somebody said to be, to be anxious is to be human. Um, it is one of those things that we cannot, ex- ex- um, that we cannot escape being humans. It's just part of our experience. Um, and I think, especially as men, uh, I do think we struggle a lot with anxiety, even though it's not talked about as often, which hence the, the purpose of this podcast to talk about this difficult subject that kind of exists below, below the surface that people really don't reach out to and talk about. Um, it is essentially for us men to come out on the open and say we do struggle with some of these things and then find, find freedom through expressing that. Um, so anxiety is one of those things that I wanted to address that I think us as a, as a community of men, we struggle with. Um, but before we get into it, I wanted to define what does anxiety actually mean um, and how I define it and um, how, you know, I can make it make sense to you. And also, hopefully, at the end of this conversation, I hope to give you some tools of how you can manage anxiety. Um, I use the word manage because it's something that we will all experience. We all experience and some actually more than others because of biological reasons. Some people are more prone to experience anxiety more than others, um, which is quite sad. But I think there are ways to manage anxiety and there are ways to mitigate uh, anxiety, which I'm going to share in this podcast. Um, there are three ways um, that I'm going to share. Um, um, the first way that I'm going to share is, is acknowledge it. Um, the second thing that I'm going to share is study it. Um, and the last one I'm going to finish about talking about putting truth to anxiety um, and hence deading your anxiety. But before we get into it, I wanted to define what does anxiety actually mean um, and how I define it and um, how you know I can make it make sense to you. And also, hopefully, at the end of this conversation, I hope to give you some tools of how you can manage anxiety. Um, I use the word manage because it's something that we will all experience. We all experience, and some actually more than others because of biological reasons. Some people are more prone to experience anxiety more than others, um, which is quite sad. But I think there are ways to manage anxiety, and there are ways to mitigate uh, anxiety, which I'm going to share in this podcast. 
Um, there are three ways um, that I'm going to share. Um, um, the first way that I'm going to share is, is acknowledge it. Um, the second thing that I'm going to share is study it. Um, and the last one I'm going to finish about talking about putting truth to anxiety um, and hence deading your anxiety. Um, but before we get into that, I want to define anxiety. Um, anxiety is uh, essentially fear. Um, it's uh, fear, either fear of the past or fear of the future. Um, and uh, by, fe by fear of the f past, it comes in elements of um, shame, guilt, um, memories that hurt you, memories that pain you, um, and worry uh, about the future, about whether what's going to happen in the future, whether you're going to get what you're looking for, or you're going to find what you're sick, or even if you're going to be alive. Um, some people have obsessive combustions, combustive disorder, where they're anxious about everything they've done in the past moments or everything that's around them or what's going to happen to them in the future, whether they've locked the door in the past or whether they would lock the door in the future. Um, and those are all sources of anxiety and the, the sort of like outlets of how anxiety looks like. Um, but sometimes it looks like almost when it's not managed and controlled, it can become part of your persona. Um, it can be something that you lead with. You're an anxious person, person. and even your presence, you're an anxious, uh, anxious presence wherever you go, um, which I hope to avoid by some of the skills that I'll share in this podcast. So like, so like I say, the first thing that I want to share about is, um, is, is acknowledgement. Um, I think the first thing that we can do with more, almost everything we do in our life is we have to first see things for what they are. And emotions are one of those things that I think we've gotten so used to escaping them. But in trying to escape them, we actually make them bigger than what they were, than the, the, how they were when we're trying to escape them. So one of the things that I would advise just right off the bat is acknowledgement. But how does acknowledgement looks like? Well, acknowledgement looks like looking at your feeling and almost being curious about it. Have a sense of curiosity when you start feeling those emotions. And by being curious, what you're trying to find out there is, what is this thing that I feel? Let it soak in. Get to know it almost like a friend or a girl that you went on a date with. Try to understand what is it that drives this anxiety. Is it an anxiety that is focused on things of the past? Am I feeling worry about the future? Is there something I did that I'm constantly worried someone is going to find out? Is it something about an exam that's coming up that I'm worried I'm going to fail in? When your anxieties come, in what form do they usually come in? Um, because what happens to most of us is that there's a one form of anxiety that is mostly particular to us. Of course, we are victims of all kinds of anxiety. But I've noticed, um, even through my own life, that there's a certain kind of anxiety that keeps coming back. For me, it's usually about the future. I worry about everything about the future. Um, you know, I'm a, I know not, not to jump on the like, you know, uh, terminology about signs and stuff like that. I'm a Capricorn. So people have said like Capricorns are like planners and stuff. And I, I think that's the only thing I know about Capricorns, by the way. I'm not subscribed to the whole star signs and stuff like that. I'm, I'm more of like, I'm a Christian. So I don't believe in all of that, but I found it very interesting when people say that. Um, so I'm constantly worried about 
the future like how's the future gonna look like who am i gonna get married to when are they the right person when i'm dating i'm constantly worried about these questions i'm constantly open the lead making sure everything is okay um i tell a story of my anxiety <laughs> um i've told a story of my anxiety in this way when i was when i was in preschool there was this project of germination that we're doing in science um this was our science project what we had to do is take a plant um, take a seed. I think it was a bean seed or something like that or an avo avocado seed and we had to put it in, um, no, it was bean seeds and we had to put them in, in ground with this soil. Um, and then we had to let it germinate over a couple of days and then at the end of the day you would have a plant. Uh, I think it was after two weeks or something you would have a plant. Um, but what I kept on doing was every, every day I would go dig it and check how it was doing. Cause I really couldn't wait for two weeks to see if this thing would germinate. But I've seen that to almost mirror most of the things that I end up doing in my life. Um, is that because I'm constantly worried about the future. I'm constantly checking to see if I'm going or getting closer to a future that I imagine in my head, which can be detrimental as you can see from this example that I just gave. I ended up destroying the plant and the plant at the end of the day, when other kids were bringing their plants to school after two weeks, I didn't have anything to show. My plant didn't actually grow, uh, because I was constantly opening it and checking on it and disturbing the growth process. So this is some of an example of how and detrimental um, anxiety can be if it's not managed. Uh, so the first point is really get to understand your anxiety. How does it look like? When does it show up? At what time of the day does it show up? Be curious. I also encourage naming your anxiety. Uh, different people have different names for their anxiety. Uh, you can call it Mr. W, Mr. L, whatever you want to call your anxiety. Um, have a name for it. That way you can acknowledge its presence. That way you don't try to force it down and numb it. You let it rise to the surface, experience it for what it is, see it for what it is, name it, um, acknowledge it. Acknowledge just, just that it's so powerful being able to acknowledge an emotion and never run away from an emotion. Really, when it shows up, look at it, experience it, acknowledge it. Let it, like, like just have this dynamic where you're constantly curious of what's going on with this emotion. And the second thing is study it. What times of the day does it come through? How does it make you feel? At what paces do you usually have it? Is it around certain people? Is it around a certain person? Is it around a certain subject? When we talk about school, do you immediately get anxious? When we talk about exams, do you immediately get anxious? Really study your anxiety. And also, is it an anxiety of the past or is it an anxiety of the future? Once you understand these two things, you've acknowledged it and you've studied it and you've given it a name and you know what time of the day and in what events it shows up, now you're ready to tackle it. And to tackle it, the way that you tackle anxiety um, is by addressing it with truth. Um, the thing that is so powerful about anxiety is that it's an experience that almost feels real. It almost feels like it's happening in the present. But also its weakness is that essentially the fact that it's not, it's, it appears as if it's happening in the present. It appears, it appears as if it's a real experience, but it really isn't. So when something is not real, when you put truth to it, you destroy it. And that's just exactly the same thing that you do when anxiety arises. You have to put truth to it. You almost have to check in with some truth to it. Um, so now that you've understood, but you have to fully understand it clearly what your anxiety is. I'll give you an example of how I destroy 
my anxiety when it arises. Because I've taken a lot of time studying it and acknowledging that I do have and do struggle with anxiety. What I do is that because I know my anxiety is about the future, I'm constantly reminding myself that I am in the present. And for those of you who struggle with anxiety as well, either of the future or the past, that can also be an excellent strategy that whenever, whenever it arises, whenever you feel it, after you acknowledge it and have named it to be anxiety, it's time to tell it, I know you're here, I know you've shown up, and I know I'm worried about this exam that's coming up tomorrow, and you can really acknowledge that, and don't be hard on yourself, it's okay, you feel it. Tell it, look, I know I'm worried about tomorrow, I know Mr. L, you're here, Mr. W, you're here, and I see you, and that's cool, you're worried about tomorrow, you're worried if I'm going to pass, but I don't have control over the future, and you're not happening right now. The exam is not happening right now. So I'm going to do exactly what I can do right now. So your power is always associated with the present. Always bring it into the time frame of what's happening. If it's a fear of the past or fear of what happened to you that arises, this same mindset and this same strategy works just the same way. So let's say you feel guilty of something you did in the past or you feel shame from something you did in the past and that anxiety is rising in the moment, understand why it's rising in the present. Understand everything that happens before it shows up. And then once you've done that, now put truth to those statements, whether it's saying, oh, I'm I'm this, whether it's now even putting it as your sense of self, saying you're that thing that you did in the past. Realize that that thing is not true because it's something that happened in the past. It's not happening in the present. So always acknowledge it, always study it, but always tell it in the present that it's not happening. And that mitigates that anxiety. But above all of that um, is a realization. I think just by looking at that, you already realize that um, if we live in the present, we're less likely to experience anxiety or experience it at all. This is something that is written by a lot of Stoics. So a lot of Stoic books, if you read them, um, because they talk about experiencing Stoics, their whole mission was about experiencing pain in the present. Um, It was always about living in the present. How do you find uh, virtue and how do you find virtue in the present? Um, And so one of those things that they practiced a lot was facing the present. And one of the Stoics would often say like, just live in the present. There's no pain in the present. Pain is only experienced in the future or in the past. So by actively doing things that help us acknowledge the present, we're less anxious. So some of those things that you can do as well to help you with that, to help you stay in the present is prayer. Um, So as Christians, I'm a Christian, we pray a lot. Um, But what has also been helpful in this study and under psychological study is meditation. Um, there are different kinds of meditations that people do to put themselves back in the present. So you could also explore some of those meditation and journaling. Journaling is also something really powerful in that it brings you back into the present. So you attach to everything that's going on in the present. Um, so finding these strategies or things or activities that you do that helps you stay in the present are very helpful in, in beating anxiety. But another thing is more of a philosophy of life. Um, And this thing is about realizing that you don't have as much control as you think you do. 
um, as people that, um, like I said, I'm Christian, so I come from this from a Christian standpoint. One of the things that we do is giving up our lives to God um, and letting go of the control that we think we have over life. And letting go of this control allows you to realize that you are just human and like you don't even know what's going to happen tomorrow. Yes, you can plan and do all these things, but your plans are only a victim of like what life ends up bringing to you. Fate. Some people call it fate. Some people call it fortune. Some people call it life or the universe or whatever, whatever you define it for yourself. Essentially, it will be the reality. So you can plan for all the things that you want, but they're always corner cases. We call this in engineering corner cases. And sometimes you don't think of these corner cases. You don't know exactly what's going to happen. So realizing that you don't know exactly what's going to happen, no matter what you do, no matter what you plan, you're always not ever going to. No one knows. No one knows if I'm even going to be alive tomorrow. So realizing that and living according to that philosophy, that the only time you really have power over is today. It's right now in the present this right moment right here i'm recording this video or i'm recording this podcast is the only time i have control over i could stop here i could stop recording and just walk out that's the only time i have control but if i walked out 10 years ago i cannot go back and not walk out right and even in the future if i think i'm going to walk out out of a conversation i don't know if that conversation is even going to happen or even even if i'm going to be present to 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 do it so it's more of a philosophical understanding but I've realized like philosophy is always something so hard to live according to um, because sometimes it just feels like ideas. It doesn't feel like what's actually happening in our lives. That's why I had to give you the practical first before giving you the philosophy. But I, 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 when all this is said and done, it's also just realizing that it's a normal human experience. I think sometimes what happens is that we're not in pain, we're in suffering. And sometimes we suffer from anxiety. And the difference between pain and suffering is that pain is always going to be there. It's something that you experience. It's pain and suffering. Pain is part of life. But suffering doesn't have to be. Suffering is when you try to control and mitigate pain. When you try and control and mitigate pain, you experience suffering. Now you're doing all these things that are painful in a way to control your pain. But by acknowledging and just seeing pain as just pain and part of life, and anxiety being one of those pains, and acknowledging its presence when it rises, we mitigate suffering. So don't suffer. And by not suffering, I mean, let it go. Let it come to you. Experience it for what it is. Engage it with what it is. Study it. Acknowledge it. And then do all the strategies to try and mitigate it. And when all that, when all that is said and done, acknowledge it as part of the human experience. So I'm going to restate again what you can do. Um, what you can do is three things that I said. First, acknowledge it, then study it, and then put truth to it. And the way that you put truth to it is understanding that it's a fear of the future or a fear of the past, understanding whether you're struggling with the fear of the future and of the past, acknowledging it, and then putting exactly the kind of truth that it needs for it to remain either in the future or in the past, and also realizing that you're living in the present and realizing that you don't have as much control as you think you have. Acknowledging all those things, living according to those things, I'm sure will relieve some of that anxiety that you have. Let me know of any feedback you have. Um, like I said, my name is Kuda Kwasim Shek. I'm the host here below the surface. Um, I hope to see you again next week. Thank you for tuning in this week. Uh, let us know how you like the podcast by following us, subscribing, commenting, or leaving any comments below these videos or this podcast. Thank you, thank you again for tuning in. I'll see you again next week. Bye.